morning. I'm Michael Roman, and this is the Houston Grass Podcast. It is mid-January, and we have just gotten through hopefully what's going to be our annual our annual freeze. We had the hard freeze a week ago, and everything is brown, including the grass that we're selling. Uh, after that freeze, it is also uh, commenced with raining almost every single day, and most of us are in the in in this part of the world have gotten four, five, six inches of rain. Uh, so everything is very wet. We got a fair amount of grass cut before it started raining, so we actually have grass in stock. Luckily, this time of year, you can do that because the grass is dormant. And when we stack the grass on the pallets in these cool temperatures, it can sit for a prolonged period and be just fine. So anyway, everything is brown uh, it, it, and it is also wet right now. We are not popular at all. And, and that's the way January is supposed to be. It's supposed to be wet, cool season. And that this is, I would say, pretty typical. So this morning, I want to talk a little bit about that, the phone calls that we are getting, the questions. There's a few that people are asking repetitively, so obviously that's of interest to folks. I would like to talk a little bit about that. Then I've got a short list of questions here that I'll try to answer as best I can that are relevant to how to care for grass this time of year. One of the things that the the phone call that I'm probably hearing the most is, uh, and, and we will hear this until the grass does green up, why why is the grass so brown? When is it going to green up? Is, is, is it supposed to be that way? Is it dead? The answer is no, it's not dead. It is dormant. Is it doing exactly what it's supposed to do? The good thing about these hard freezes that we get every year is that any weeds you have, the, those hard freezes kill almost every weed. There are a few that uh, that can survive some of the winter weeds, uh, the Annual poanna is, is one of them that, that the, a freeze won't kill, but almost everything else, the winter zaps them. And it also gets rid of some of those pesky bugs that can do damage to the turf, like sod webworms that'll, they'll, they'll try to winter over in the thatch. And if we, when we get as cold as we did, that usually kills a lot of them. So maybe they won't be as big a deal when it warms up. Mother nature is doing exactly what it's supposed to do. The grass isn't dead. It's dormant. It all has to do with ground temperature. Once we get that ground temperature in the sixties, the grass kind of wakes up. It's got to get into the seventies before it really starts growing again. We are probably before we consistently do that. It's, it's usually March sometime. Sometimes it's as early as late February, but safe to say most most time it, we, we are March before we're really getting uh, green back up. Uh, before the grass is 100% green in your yard, it's going to take a little bit longer. The farm is going to push the grass a bit, going to cut it off a little bit sooner and pour on the fertilizer and water sooner than a homeowner should, trying to get the grass as green as they can as fast as they can because they know that's what people are looking to buy when it's when it's springtime. So uh that that time that time is coming, but we're probably going to be mid to late March before we have a hundred percent green grass uh that 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 we're selling here. So uh kind of expect that. A lot of people are looking out their window and seeing brown grass and they're wondering what they can do to fix it. Don't. It's 
now is the time of year to leave it alone and just let it be. Same goes for your plants. I, I, I read all of the, the, the websites and whatnot. Everybody says, resist the temptation to go out there and cut the, all the dead off your plants. Same goes for grass. Don't mow. You certainly don't need to water right now. Even if it wasn't raining profusely like it has been, you, you, the irrigation system should, should be off. And a lot of people are asking if they could I, should I fertilize? Absolutely not. Until that gr- ground temperature we talked about, uh, until it gets up some, it's not going to take up any chemical of any kind, including fertilizer. It's doing your absolute waste of money. You'd just be sprinkling it out there and a uh, plant will not uptake it right now. It's not growing. So no fertilizer right now. We uh, don't even think that uh, Nitrofoss has produced the spring fertilizer. They usually are producing whatever is in season and we might be able to get some right now, but certainly do not put it out. We're looking at mid-February to late February and early March. You have to make your best guess as to when the last frost is going to be. If you put out fertilizer in mid-February because we're having some 80-degree days, which is not unheard of in this part of the world, and then we have a frost, you've kind of wasted your money. You're going to have to do it again. We recommend one of the questions we're going to get to here is mowing the grass off short. At some point, you want to cut the grass off short, rake all that dead material out of there, and let that new growth come through. And you don't want to do either of those until you're confident that the last frost has passed. Be be mindful of that. A safe bet is probably March. Uh, if we're consistently, consistently for a couple of weeks in February, uh, 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 above getting into touching in those 80s then then you might be able to do it a little earlier one other thing that people are asking about is the barricade uh the barricade is the pre-emergent that that we sell from nitrofoss the schedule has that for february uh you want to wait till february to get that out and then they're also asking will it kill the existing weeds no it will not pre-emergent is exactly what it sounds like it keeps the weeds from emerging you put it out before the weeds you're creating a barrier over that dirt uh to keep the weeds seeds from germinating anything that has already germinated it it won't touch it's not its job the weed and feeds that we'll talk about uh when it gets a little bit warmer that's their job uh Fortunately, that hard freeze we had probably took care of most of your weeds. Keep that in mind. That's it for some of the questions I'm hearing a lot on the phone. I would like to now go through some of the, the questions that uh, that we've, we normally talk about and touch on this time of year. Uh, we'll start with this. What steps should homeowners take after a freeze to prepare their lawn for the springtime in the Houston area? Like I said, uh, leave it alone. Now is the now is the time of year to to let it be no fertilizer no mowing you certainly don't want to put a mower out there when it's wet and leave ruts you're you're doing more harm than good try to keep traffic off dormant grass because you're wearing it down and it's not able to regrow it's not growing and you can wear it down so much that you wear it to the dirt and it won't come back so uh, keeping the mower traffic and the heavy foot traffic off of it like that is a good thing nothing is the answer for this time of year it'll come time here and we'll be talking about the mowing it offshore and timing of doing that and getting some fertilizer and starting to apply water if we're not getting consistent rain. In what ways does the winter season affect grass maintenance practices in South Texas? Well, winter is the off switch to mother nature. Everything goes into dormancy. Plants, grass, and trees, they're just sitting there. So they're not uptaking any water. They're not 
putting off any growth, so nothing needs to be mowed. It's not growing. So no fertilizer is going to do any good. So leaving it be is what we do this time of year. If you have a yard with a lot of weeds and if we get some warm days, you could take your mower out. You don't want to cut very much of the grass, but to make the yard look nice, it's not going to hurt anything to run the mower across it on a, when it once it dries out and cut the weed tops off so you don't have to look at them. Let's see, what factors should homeowners consider before turning on their irrigation system for their lawn after the winter season? Well, hopefully you watch some of the videos on how to drain your backflow preventer. If you're in the city, most folks have to have them and because you're going to be disappointed. If you didn't drain it, you're probably going to be disappointed when you turn your irrigation system back on. You're going to find out you've got a geyser on the side of your house and the backflow preventer is probably cracked. So hopefully before the freeze, you did the... Turn the valves off, uh, turn the screws 45 degrees and let the water run out of that thing and covered it up real well. Uh, obviously, before you can irrigate, the rain's got to stop. If we're getting consistent rain, don't irrigate. We're in the time of year that the grass needs an inch of water every two weeks. We got five inches the other night. <laughs> We've been getting at least weekly rains for a while. So there's nobody watching these videos that unless you live in central Texas, can't get a drink up there, but uh, you shouldn't be watering. If, when it, the time comes, you're going to have to open the valves on the backflow preventer and you close those screws or water will shoot out the side of them. And uh, I would say what you want to do is a lot of people kind of think of an irrigation system as cruise control. You turn everything on and flip the switch back to on, walk inside and hope that it does its thing the next morning or, or whenever you have it set to go off. That is when you should be doing it is uh, those early morning hours uh, at a couple hours before the sun comes up. So uh I, w I would say set your irrigation system off during the day to get the backflow preventer ready, turn the, turn the irrigation system on and go through each zone, run it and make sure you don't have broken heads. Make sure that nothing, n none of the pipes froze and you cracked something that's, that's not unheard of. And, and make sure it, most importantly that each head is covering the area that it's designated for. There's not something plugged up, some trash in it or something like that where it's not covering the area that it's supposed to. To because a lot of people found out last summer that their irrigation system they had it on cruise control. Yeah, I'm running my irrigation system three times a week, and they found out that they weren't getting 100% coverage, and their grass died because we weren't getting any. Mother Nature gave us nothing for months. If you weren't covering 100% of the area with your irrigation system, you you lost grass and. We've talked to people every day that that's the story. So making sure you're getting a good a good coverage on the whole yard and going through it, make sure you don't have any leaks. That's how I would say to get ready. And of course, don't just leave it too. You need to, throughout the year, in the more moderate temperature times of year, you can get away watering less frequently. And then when, once we get to summer, you might have to bump it up an extra day. The rule of thumb is during the growing season that the water, the grass needs one inch of water per week. I would, in general terms, I know how I have mindset. Everybody's is a little bit different. If you look, a lot of those pop-up tips are different colors and that's a designation for gallons per minute that they'll put out. So all of them have different gallons per minute that they put out, but sticking some rain gauges out there and making sure that you're getting it. Ideally, I would say in two waterings at most three waterings per week, you're putting that inch out. The heads that pop up and move back and forth need about 25 minutes, uh, 
20, 25 minutes per zone to put out that half an inch of water. And the, the stationary ones put out that water faster. They're more like 10 or 12 minutes. Those are just, uh, those are about what I do. A rain gauge is really the only way you're going to tell that though. That is the surefire way. So getting set up to irrigate, those are the things that I would do to get ready for that. Let's see what types of fertilizers are recommended for Houston area lawns and how do they vary based on the presence of weeds in the grass and the variety of grass. Most people think about fertilizing their yard in springtime. If they don't fertilize any other time of year, they do it in the springtime. Everybody, everything's greening up. It's time to get out in your yard. Temperatures are moderate and everything's coming alive. Uh, so in the spring, we will have three different fertilizers available. They will all be the same fertilizer, uh, the Nitrofos 15-510. Those are the, the mix of nitrogen, potassium, and NPK. What is different about the turquoise bag and the purple bag, those are the weed and feeds. The turquoise bag has Trimec in it, which is Bermuda grass and zoysia grass safe, uh, whereas the purple bag has atrazine in it. Uh, that is the one for St. Augustine, and it is not safe to put on the Bermuda grasses and others. They both go about killing weeds in a little bit different way and are applied a little bit differently. The red bag is imperial. That is just fertilizer. That's the 15-5-10 fertilizer. The other two are the exact same fertilizer. Each of them have a different uh, uh, herbicide in them to kill the weeds. So if you don't have a lot of weeds, then you just do the imperial. That's what you would want to put out. That'll give it just what it needs at the right time of year. We're probably talking about early March doing that. If you do have some weeds, clovers and whatnot, the purple bag, the one with atrazine in it, is a good one. Uh, a lot of people caution against using atrazine year after year, though. That's a pretty harsh chemical. Uh, using it year after year can start to take its toll on trees. So Trimec is not quite as harsh. You do have to, there's a little bit different way you have to apply it. It takes a little bit more effort and a little bit more planning. I guess it's not that it takes more effort, a little bit more uh, thinking ahead uh, to do that one. But those are the fertilizers that will be available, and we highly recommend that you fertilize. However, hopefully with the with the cold weather, there's not going to be many weeds to talk about. And if you put your barricade pre-emerging out, you'll keep this weed seeds from germinating, and you give it a good kick in the pants with just the with just the fertilizer and get the grass growing. So hopefully that will be the case this spring. What is the significance of applying pre-emergent barricade to the lawn in late February, and what impact does it have on weed control? We talked about that in the beginning of this video. There is, I believe, it's three times a year that the schedule, the Randy Lemon schedule follows pretty closely to Nitrofoss's schedule. And uh, I believe it is three times a year. Yeah, I'm looking at the schedule here now. It's February, May, and uh, the fall, October, November, that you put out the pre-emergent, the barricade pre-emergent. And like I said, think of it as a blanket over it. It, it creates an invisible layer over the dirt that keeps any weed seeds that blow in, drop by birds or whatever from germinating. It doesn't prevent all of them, but if you follow the program, do it three times a year, it prevents a whole lot of them. And then you're not calling us and asking about what herbicide will kill this weed or this weed. And when you get into that, there's a real danger, certainly as it warms up, of killing your St. Augustine or Bermuda grass or whatever your, your, your grass is that you're trying to grow. So staying ahead of those weeds and preventing them is a whole lot better and a whole lot easier and cheaper and less dangerous than having to treat them when they do come up. 
putting that pre-emergent out in a timely manner and on the schedule is, 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 is a good idea. How does the timing of grass maintenance tasks such as scalping, fertilizing, and applying pre-emergent correlate with the timing of the last frost in Houston? These are three things you should do annually. You need to scalp the grass off once it warms up, and you need to fertilize, and you need to start applying the water and and the pre-emergent to keep the weeds from coming up. We scalp it off once the last freeze is passed. If you do it too early and then a frost comes, all that new tender growth uh, that's that's exposed takes it on the nose from from that frost. So you don't want to do that until you're confident it's past last frost. And what you do is you cut the grass off, drop it down. If you're normally your mower is set for three and a half to four inches from last fall or your yard guys or whatever, you just want them to drop it down a notch, maybe two. Maybe you drop it down to two and a half, three inches. And it's only one time a year that you do that, but you cut it off real low. It's important to rake up or bag or however to get all that dead material out of there because what you're trying to do is get rid of thatch. Uh, it's basically less layers of stuff that the new grass has to grow through. You want to expose all that new growth to as much sun and uh, air and the fertilizer and everything as possible. So getting all that old dead stuff off is, is important to do after the last frost. When you do that, follow it immediately with fertilizer and some water because you always need to water in fertilizer and that will give it a really good start. Like I said, probably early to mid-March is the safest time to do that. However, if things really green up and really start growing early, then you want to jump on that. So something to keep in mind, what are the advantages of purchasing grass during the winter months and how does the winter play a role in the establishment of new grass on a property? There are several advantages. People build houses and uh, to close on a new house, you got to have grass. And people still have dogs that tear up yards and want to put something out there to cover up the mud. Uh, lots of reasons to put out grass. There's absolutely nothing wrong with putting out grass this time of year. You've got to water it a whole lot less. Just put the grass out there. You water it in real good. With the, the amount of rain that we've been getting, you walk away from it as long as we're getting weekly rainfall. Obviously, if you need installation and pricing, the installer guys are not as busy. If we have any price increases the farm usually goes up on their prices march 1st so if you're doing it this time of year before march you're paying a little bit less and like anything the the install guys are they stay pretty busy year round but once spring gets here they get absurdly busy the gentleman that installs all of our grass omar he gets really busy really fast and he'll get a a two to three week lead time uh pretty pretty quick because lots of folks are calling in and asking about that so taking care of it right now there's absolutely nothing wrong the grass is just laying there it's not growing you just keep the foot traffic off of it it will start to grow and put down roots once we get those those warmer days we get in those 70s and 80s it'll start to put down roots and start to green up there's certainly nothing wrong with with putting down grass this time of year how do external factors such as supply shortages and pricing fluctuations impact the availability of specific grass types? This year, uh, we always seem to, uh, for several springs now, uh, we they, the farm gets short on a lot of on a lot of grasses, and and usually 
the second half of spring, usually they even get uh, get start getting short on our primary grass, which is the St. Augustine. We've done that for several years. Unless something is drastically different this year, that'll be the case. They have the most acres of the Raleigh St. Augustine, so that's usually the last one to, to start running low on. But Bermuda grasses, I, I'm already hearing whispers of there being short supply of Bermuda grasses from several people, including our farm. And the zoysias, we just have limited acres of it. The the zoysias, specifically the Cavalier and Emerald, the fine-blooded zoysias, they are a tiny fraction of the amount of acres that they have, so they just run out. We've only got so much, so it is good if you want, if you're interested in any of those grasses, to do it sooner rather than later, or at least call us and find out where we are. What we've tried to do is we've gotten to where the fine-blooded zoysias, we only keep those available in the springtime and once they're gone they're gone they take a full year to grow back so you've got to stay in stay in contact with us about that and uh they're they're just they're just harder to find because there's less acres of them in production out there so the palisade zoysia we have a lot more acres of for a lot of reasons i'm a big believer in palisades i think it's a fantastic grass and obviously so do a lot of other people so we've got more acres of that so that one's a little more plentiful but uh it it can run out as well on the bermuda grasses a lot of the home builders have gone to putting Bermuda grass in people's yards and new houses where that wasn't the case 10 years ago that was unheard of and here it's because of its drought tolerance a lot of home builders are calling for that developers are calling for Bermuda grass in yards and we have not increased our acres of Bermuda and I don't think many other people have either that when you're needing one or two pallets to replace some grass or you have another use for Bermuda grass for, for whatever reason. Sometimes it can be harder to get our hands on as well. So, uh, Anyway, that is uh, that is just the facts. When spring gets here and everybody is thinking about it, as far as pricing, yes, it, there uh, I've already been told that there there will be a price increase. Uh, their their labor uh, they've been told is is going up uh, fairly significantly at the farm. So I, I know that that we're going to have I, I, it looks like a fairly small price increase, but there will be a, a price increase coming in March. I, I I just don't know exactly what that's going to be yet. What considerations should homeowners keep in mind when purchasing grass for their property in terms of timing and potential price changes? Well, that's just what we talked about. Uh, when there will be a price in, price increases always happen in March, and uh, so that is you get it done before that, and then you have the forethought to go ahead and start getting it knocked out in February. You can save a few dollars a pallet or whatever it's going to be. So try to get ahead of the crowd, I guess is what I would suggest. Uh, how does the anticipation of the spring season's warmer weather impact the maintenance and care required for Houston area lawns? We've touched on this. You need to get the irrigation as soon as you can get because it's so muddy right now, get that backflow preventer. Actually, matter of fact, we're early enough in January, I wouldn't do that yet because we could certainly be in for another freeze. Once we get to mid February, the big freeze we had three years ago in 21 was mid February. So it, it can be as, at least as late as that. So be thinking about getting the fertilizer out and getting your irrigation system, either you looking over it or have a professional, uh, make, make sure your irrigation system is ready to go. And, uh, just do the, do the, enjoy right now the time not having to maintain a yard is i guess what i would say and uh get ready Mar march will be here before we know it and 
you will be back to mowing or paying somebody to mow weekly. Weekly is the prescribed amount for mowing and getting the fertilizer spreader back out. So just keep those things in mind and hopefully we're going to warm up and dry up a little bit and uh we can we'll we'll be here we'll be here when y'all are ready for grass if you have any questions give us a call thanks for listening